I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Club Preview here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Um, the ball's back in my court um, this time round, um, and after another international break, that is, so I'm sure Carney must have rigged this for me to do it. <laughs> I'm probably the most invested in international football out of the lot of us. But yeah, um, so we'll introduce the team this evening. Um, first of all, Ali, how's it going? Not too bad. I'm delighted international football's done, <laughs> but I, I, I did see that it's back in November again, so it'll be appearing quite quickly again, but looking forward to Saturday. Uh, I think the 11th of November is the next round of matches in, in Europe, certainly, so I'm not long away at all. Um, Scott, uh, Garney, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, Rangers are nearly back, so happy days. I've finished up for a couple of days off, so yeah, cannot wait to get back to it and... I suppose if I have rigged it for you to be in, um, be in the whole seat, mate, for international football, kind of makes sense because it's your show, so you can talk about international football <laughs> if you want. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, when I was doing when I was preparing for this, um, I was, was thinking I've done this the last time. I'm sure from the international break was so. Uh, no, it suits me. And finally, Ryan, how's it going, Ryan? Yeah, it's all good. Uh, good to see you. Glad international football is by, and looking forward to going to Ibrox on Saturday. Can I just add quickly, Scotia, Ryan, how are you actually going to manage to sleep tonight? Oh, there is not a chance I'm going to sleep tonight. Not a chance. This is Christmas Eve. I am ready to put the carrots, the cookies and the milk out for Santa. <laughs> Santa yeah, Santa being Brian Loudrup, you mean? Yes. Santa being Brian Loudrup tomorrow night at Double Tree Hilton. I'll be there. For those not watching as well, or those listening, Ryan's went and got his haircut as well and he's all... He's all prepped for it. <laughs> Looking sharp. <laughs> Looking sharp for Brian. Yeah, so yeah, I was, I was going to touch on your, your night tomorrow night later on, Ryan. So we'll, we'll get around to that and we can maybe discuss in a bit more detail in 
um, moon over it a bit more. <laughs> and, but I suppose we probably should start off with just a wee roundup um, of the Rangers first team players involved in the international break over the past week. Now, from what I can make out, there's 12 first team players. Can I would maybe use the term first team player a wee bit loosely for one in particular um, that featured, although only 10 actually get any, any minutes in their legs. And then one actually got about five minutes, <laughs> in all fairness. Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I won't discuss every player individually, but there was a kind of few standouts that I wanted to kind of talk about and get your guys' thoughts on. So I think the place to start probably would be with with the rising star that is um, Nathan Patterson, who once again shone from, for Scotland, maybe not so much in the first half against Israel, certainly the second half, and then he obviously comes on seven minutes to go against the Pharaohs on Tuesday evening and whips in the, the cross and assist um, for the win. So, Ryan, I'll come to you in this one. The question keeps on coming up and it's getting louder and louder, but we've got a really tricky situation with Nathan Patterson and James Tavernier at the moment. Now, what are your thoughts on Patterson? Did you manage to see him at all over well, the games? I don't. International football, I don't usually bother watching any of it, really. I watched the full game, the full Scotland game against Israel for the reason that Nathan Patterson is in the team. Um, so I'm a bit of a fanboy when it comes to him at the moment. I uh, thought he played, thought he was brilliant, thought it was a really good game. Um, in terms of the, the headache that we've got, I think that Gerardo have had a conversation with him at the beginning of the season and set his expectations on when you'll be playing, how much game time you'll be getting. Obviously, there has been interest from, from the Premier League, um, so his head will be getting turned at that. But I think Gerard will see a lot of himself in him at the age he's at, playing with a club that he loves. Gerard will nourish him, he'll put his arm around him, make sure that he's got his head's in the right place. and He's got Tavernier to look up to. This is probably still another year where he's got to be like patient, take his chance, but he's already playing in the league for us. Um, I've no, I mean, personally, I've no fears with Patterson playing whenever for us. I think, as I said in a previous pod, we need to accept, and I saw the criticism we got in the first half. Was that Israel game he played poorly in the first half? Or was yeah. it Israel game, yeah? Um, yeah, it was Israel. I think it wasn't that bad, but I felt sometimes he didn't have a pass to play in the midfield, and there was a few people kind of hiding, not showing for the ball, but I saw the criticism that he got, and Remember, this boy's 19. He's allowed to make mistakes. Tavernier's made bad mistakes. Everyone at Rangers team's had a poor game. Let Nathan Patterson have a poor game. Let him make mistakes. And let's see the play we get, because we all know the potential's unreal with him. Yeah, I think that that's the thing. When he's playing for Scotland, he's probably going to come under more threat defensively, certainly. So that puts him to the test, and he's going to have to deal with a team playing pretty poorly, because um, Scotland do that on occasions, unfortunately, for me. Um, Carney, what are your thoughts on, on Patterson and the, the dilemma? <coughs> Excuse me, um, yeah, it's a difficult one, but I, I get, I'm, I don't want to kind of repaint the wall from what Ryan's just said, I do fully expect that his expectations are going to have been set for him at the start of the year, there's no way Gerard's going to have let that boy get unhappy, because there is interest in him, of course there's going to be interest, he, the, the potential in the lad is... It's incredible. I mean, we all spoke about it. He's the best talent we've seen coming through the ranks in God knows how long. Barry Ferguson, whoever else has been before that. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he is 19. We're going to need to, he's going to need to take the criticism. Um, I'm sure he's well aware of the criticism that's going to come his way as soon as one foul pass. He could be playing a he could be playing a 9.5 out of 10 at Ibrooks and he could play a poor pass and somebody would be upset about it. It's just the way that it happens. It's, it's always going to be the same. So it is some dilemma to have. Hand on heart, I think James Tavernier is still the best right back that we have. But Nathan Parson is not a million miles behind him, uh, and he's very close to him. If that, and I think if I was Tav, I'd be looking over my shoulder a wee bit. But I do think at the end of the day, Gerard will rely on Tavernier. He is the the team captain, um, so he will be he will be put in more often than he isn't. Uh, but Nathan Parson. For the football he's been playing for Scotland, he's by far Scott the uh, Scottish, the best Scottish right back um, that the country has. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And even getting a nod um, to playing some of the the playing the Hibs game, for example, um, it's only going to do him the world of good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It is a bit of a debate who we're going to play. Um, you're never going to please everybody, and you're never going to have everybody liking James Tavernier. So. It's one of those things. It's up for Gerard to manage, but it's a, a good a good head scratcher for Gerard to have. No, it is indeed, and I think as well because he's putting in really good performances for Scotland. The rest of Scottish football sitting up and taking a wee bit more notice of him as well, and that's drum drumming up the noise around him and things. Whereas we at Rangers have always kind of known what we have in our hands. I think the rest of Scottish football is getting to see that. Um, Ali, anything further to add, on Patterson? Really, to be honest, I think guys covered it. There's not much more you can say about Parson, to be honest. I said beginning of the season, I thought he would get 20 games this season at least. I think he will, between Rangers and Scotland as well. He is Scotland's right back. He's 100 times better than bloody Stephen O'Donnell, who's just an average right back. It's not slagging Stephen O'Donnell, he's just an average right back. He's limited. Um, so now he'll be Scotland's right back going forward, and good luck to him, but He's still got to shift Tav. Folk need to remember what Tav did last season, a couple of seasons before as well. He just <laughs> you need to remember that just because he's coming through, you can't just write Tav off. Tav scored what was it, twenty goals or so, 18, 20 goals last season, twenty assists or something. So don't write Tav off. Tav will be well. There's a wee Chloe's in my team for the weekend. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, fair play to Parson. He, he will eventually be the Rangers right back. Maybe our future Rangers captain as well. You never know. But um, no, fair play to Parson. Yep. No, I think we're all we've all been impressed with Parson ever since he's made the breakthrough into the team. And even before that, the noise kind of getting drummed up around him when he was playing in the youth team was it was really exciting here as well. And finally, it's coming to fruition because we've mentioned before the last person that that was was probably Alan Hutton that came through from the youth ranks and actually excited us for a period of time. Um, Sally, I'll stay with you because I wanted to talk about this player because it's like three or four different things to discuss about him. He had a howler on Thursday night um, to concede or allow um, Nigeria to concede a last-minute goal against the Central Central African Republic. He then goes on and scores a goal on the Tuesday night, but he hobbles off injured after 74 minutes. And I suppose, I don't know if you managed to see the howler that he had against no. CAR. No. I've, I've, I've not, I've not seen it. the ball. He tries to shield the ball and the attacker just jumps in and 
I think goes right in front of him, right in the middle of the middle of the box. It's not even out in the corner. So yeah, I think I think the the Nigerian fans were giving him pelters. But I suppose the main one from it, and it always happens in international football, is the injury concerns. What are your thoughts in Balogun? Maybe more in particular, the injury issues that we get with international football. Uh, well, it's always a danger when the players are out international duty. I've always got the fear when they're all out because it's always your better players that are international duty because uh, that's why they're out there. But <clears throat> Balogun, I've seen him today at the the, the Majors training thing at Ibrox today. He was there, so I fully expect Balogun to be beside Goldson at the weekend. I think he's fine, but. Aye, the Nigerian fans, I think they're a bit mental at times, to be honest. If you make an ass <laughs> of something, they jump on someday. So I'm probably used to it out there. And um, yeah, I've see, I seen his goal, Balogun, um, for Nigeria as well. But um, I think he's quite a big player for Nigeria. Bal- in fact, all, I mean, we've got three players now play for Nigeria and Balogun, Joe Aribo, and now Big Shirley's out there as well. So mm-hmm. I've seen Shirley done a. He had to do his um, his song because that was him just and I thought he might have sang a Shirley Bassey number. But, uh, <laughs> it was uh, that's quite good to have three Nigerian internationals in the Rangers team. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, Ryan, your thoughts on in Balogun and then just you know that injury issue as a whole. Yeah, I, I'd seen the well it was on Twitter. I'd seen the that he'd what he toggled off, um, and then I managed to catch his goal. Uh, decent finish, by the way. Yeah, I didn't see his mistake though. But I mean, get your mistake out of the way when you're not playing with us. That's what I think. Not really interested in what you do with your international country as long as you come back fit and fit and happy. And it's good to hear that Ali said that he was at um, the open training session today. But I think Balgan's a massive player for us at the moment um, because of our injury problems with Halander. He was colossal against Celtic, absolutely colossal. And I, I did say that he probably will never have a game like that again. But he's got a big job to do for now till Hollander comes back. And we need him fit. We need him sharp. Um, but I'm a fan of him. I think he's I think he's a bit of blood and thunder type kind of player. I think he's a, he's, he's come out of shell a bit more since the, since the Celtic game. And he looks as if he's, he's going in a lot harder and full throttle. Um, but yeah, I like Balogun and... Just to caveat what um, Ali said, I think it's great experience for Calvin Bassey, who I think people forget how young he is as well. I think it's great experience that he's out there in the Nigeria squad, even if he's not getting game time. It's great experience for him to be about a, an international dressing room. No, it is, yeah. And what you say there about how important he's going to be until um, Hollander back, that's, you couldn't be more right because... The African Cup of Nations starts on the, the 9th of January this year, so we're going to be three, four players if, if Sakala goes out for I don't know if Zambia will be in. And Well, no, they will be in it, but um, yeah, he'll be away as well. So, aye, he'll need to do the business until at least the turn of the year when we can potentially maybe get Katic back from loan as well. Um, Carney, any other thoughts? No, I think we need to remember that I always forget Leon Balogun's 33. Do you know what I mean? I always forget the age that he is. Not that he's coming to the end of his career. Probably he's probably got another couple of years in him. I would imagine, but um, he's a he's a very experienced centre back. Do you know what I mean? He's been around the block and he's done this. He's done this ticket before. So uh, I, I mean, I I like the guy. I do. I think he's he's solid enough for what we need. He's not the first choice. I think he's well aware that he's not the first choice. I think we all know it's Golden and Hollander. 
But he's come in and he's done his job. And as again, I don't want to keep painting the wall again, but he was absolutely immense against Celtic. He really was. He was incredible and um, he did everything that he was asked for. And he's another one that I think is going to bought into the whole Rangers idea all of us the way we feel about the club he kind of gets it he loves playing in front of the fans and it's some gig to get when you're 32 33 years of age arguably coming towards the end of his career and he could possibly finish it with us so um in terms of the injury thing it's always going to happen um i, I think it's daft enough at the best of times the amount of international football that gets rammed in over the course of a season but to do it when there's a pandemic a global pandemic on is he doesn't makes even less sense to me you're just kind of opening yourself up to risk it in that sense but you may far put international football first before they put club football first so um it's something we're just going to all have to live with but yeah it's always the risk is always there uh but as alice alice said it looks like everybody was pretty much at the the, the training day to day apart from kent and ryan jack so hopefully he's all right in fact, on that, did any of you make it along to that? I assume you just didn't. I assume you were all working like me. Working, mate. Working, Well, I hope anyone that went enjoyed it. Um, yeah. um, Garney, I'll come to you quickly in this one because um, Ali and Ryan both touched on Kelvin Bassey there. He was one I wanted to pick out because obviously he was he was eligible to play for three national teams, England, Italy and Nigeria. But it's really good now that he's um, a super eagle. But the other one that I wanted to touch on, and the, uh, when I earlier I used the term first team players, um, loosely was um, Cedric Itten played about five minutes for Switzerland but that's him back in the international team now, I, I've spoken about this before is it treated a wee bit harshly at Rangers? Probably mate to be completely honest for the, the way he's scoring goals in um, Germany yeah um, I think it's credit to him though for, for the way that he's handled getting put out on loan Um I was shocked. I mean, I don't think I don't think many of you seen the the loan coming. Um, it's one of those things. I'm surprised that, to be completely honest, I'm surprised we didn't keep Etten at the club and maybe send Sakala out in loan. To be honest, because I think Sakala is raw in terms of a striker, but it's they're completely different players, so it's hard to Gerard maybe want to cover for the wide positions or whatever else. So, but I mean, even. For Cedric Gatton to get even five minutes, he's still is it still class as a cap if you get five minutes, Scotia? Oh, I don't know. It might have it was probably changed now, but I think before previous a few years. Never back, used to be that high. Yeah. But even that, so he's went out on loan, he's done well on his loan spell, and he's still getting called up for his national team. It's only going to help us, um, put it that way when he comes back, and it only helps his value as well. So no, well into Cedric Gatton, then you're you're probably right, mate. He was probably a, potentially a wee bit harsh, but he could come back a a completely different player, a more complete striker. Um, and again, that's just going to benefit us in the long term. I uh, know he got, he got an assist for um, Switzerland's fourth against Lithuania the other night. Um, so that's why I kind of, when I seen him, seen that, I thought I would mention him. But yeah, Ryan, he was, do you think maybe, obviously we are not privy to this, but there was there maybe a discussion had between it and then Gerard saying that, look, I've dropped out the national team now. I need to go away and get minutes so that I can get back in there. I think that ever crossed his mind. Yeah, there could have been. It was. I, I was really confused at the the Itten deal going out and loan because Gerard had said quite a few times that it was giving me a headache because he couldn't ask any. I think he's uh, words where I couldn't ask any more of the kid. He looked so he looked sharp in a uh, pre-season. 
scored goals, looks busy when he comes on. The only time I, I didn't think he looked decent was when we weren't playing well. So when we weren't creating chances, then he wasn't really kind of useful kind of player. He's obviously a completely different player to anyone else we've got up front. It does look as if he's been harsh. It's been harsh sending him out on loan, but as you say, you don't know what the conversation's been between. Maybe it's been, maybe he's asked to go out on loan. He wants first team football. Um, I just I just thought he was part of Gerard's plan, so I was shocked to see him go out. But I didn't know he, he was in the Switzerland squad, so that's definitely good news. And I think I think he's playing in the best league he can play in just now. Um, yeah. In terms of in terms of the Bundesliga, I don't think there's a better league out there for a young player to play in. So yeah, it's only going to benefit us. Playing the Bundesliga, scoring against Bayern, can't get better than that, really, can you? It was three one. It, it was three nothing to Bayern Munich <laughs> when he scored. I like I've seen Aye. this, and I'm like, all right, okay, he did score against Bayern Munich, yes, but it was it was three nothing at the time. Like, I just scored <laughs> against Romania or for Romania against Germany. I'm still taking that adjigo from the weekend yeah. as well. Yeah, well, they won I'll, that I'll half. They won. Well, they won that half Romania, so we'll give them that, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yep, Ali. Do you want to round up the international stuff or just move on? Because we'll get more exciting stuff probably for everyone to speak about next. Yeah, I would I would yeah, I would move on, but I would just quickly say it was it was good to see Sakala score a goal for um, Zambia as well, which will give him this is good for him at the moment because he needs goals and it was a very good goal he scored out there too. So that was good. And obviously Kamar Roof getting off the mark with Jamaica last night too. Good last night, yeah. He'll be late back, so I doubt he'll play. He'll be on a bench, I'd imagine, on Saturday. But I you can move on to probably the next obvious topic, which I assume will be the, the fourth kit. Yes, it will be indeed. Yes. So today the emails came round and Rangers put it in our news uh, news website saying today Rangers are proud to unveil the gallant pioneers kit which celebrates the club's 150th anniversary and pays tribute to the four young lads who had a dream in 1872. I won't read the whole statement that Rangers have put out, but I think the one wee point I want do want to mention is the, as an extra special t- touch, the words gallant pioneers have been embossed into the fabric to immortalise the great Bill Struth's quote. No matter the d- days of anxiety that come our way, we shall emerge stronger because of the trials to be overcome. That has been the philosophy of the Rangers since the days of the gallant pioneers. So, Carney, what's your thoughts on this? Beauty, may I say. So, yeah, to be honest, mate, I'm mixed just now, to be completely honest. I, I, I like it. I like the whole idea behind it all. Um, there, there was just one concept kit, and I'm probably stealing Ali's thunder a wee bit here. There was one concept kit they kept kicking about that had the star behind it, and I just thought they should just do that because it was what everybody wanted. Do you know what I mean? It was one of these things, and it's a guy that's got a wee bit of OCD, see having buttons not in the middle of a strip. I don't know what you're trying to do to me, man. It's like because they're just they set off a bit, but look. The top's a belter. It really is. It's a cracking top. It's one I'm probably going to buy. Am I a wee bit disappointed in it? Yeah, probably am. Um, I am. I've been disappointed really in every kit that's been brought out this this season, to be completely honest. I don't think any of them that I'm going to be like, that's an absolute belter. But the whole concept and the idea behind the top, without being too critical of it, is a, a really nice touch. Yeah, it really is. But... Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of the the buttons. Remind me of remember the the it was the Van Vossen tops. The only person I think Alberts wore it as well. It had one red side, 
Then I had like three yeah. red. Like, I did the stripes, and I had the button. It was like, a weird button with a weird collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah it was like that. yeah, yeah. That was that. So kind of reminds me of that. I've seen different pictures of it. No, and it, again, the media, like the media. This one actually looks better than the rest of them did, if you know what I mean, with the PR stunts that they've done. This one looks better than the first picture that I've seen. And the more I've seen the picture of it, it's, it is a nice top, but the the buttons will just give me anxiety every time I wear it because it's not going to be sitting in the middle. <laughs> um, but it's the whole concept behind it, I get it. I do understand it. Um, do I think it could have been better? Yes. Am I going to buy it? Yes, I am. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the buttons, that was on our first kit. The first kit we wore, that, mm -hmm. that's where the buttons were. Yeah. Um, and I know I'll probably go over Ali here as well a wee bit when I come to him, but I, I've heard stories the Blue Star was never on our away kit, mm -hmm. as far as I'm aware. I, I thought, I had it in my head that I'd heard someone say that it was like a Queen's Park or a Scotland strip. I think it was a think I think it was a rowing top, yeah. I think it was a rowing yeah. top, and it was only in the picture. Tom Valance wore it in the picture, um, but I don't think we ever wore it on the on a top. I don't. We never played in white though, as far as I'm aware. I think the first kit that we ever played in was blue, so it's a weird one. It is a weird one, but it's a lovely top. Sorry, Scotia, carry on. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, because I'm I'm going through and look. You know, you go into that um, historical kit stock.co.uk, and I'm looking through it, and you know, in the, in the Rangers one, it does have the star on it, but I've heard stories from people that that was never worn. Then you know, it was around the days when. Football players would be members of your cricket team, your rowing team, your rugby team. You know, they were the kind of sports folk. So, anyway, Ali, let's get your thoughts on this. How do you like it? Yeah, a lot of folk on Twitter today are going mental about it, about how brilliant it is, really. And I'm kind of in Carney's camp. I like it, but there's, I don't know. <laughs> I really need to see it, to be honest. <laughs> I get the idea of the buttons at the side, to be honest, because obviously it goes back to that kit, so I understand that and everything, but I'd really need to see it, to be honest. If I'd, it'll be good to see people wearing it at the weekend to see what it actually looks like in the flesh, um, just to get a good idea. It was like when they brought the purple top out, I wasn't sure of that, and then I seen people wearing it, and I thought, no, it actually looks a bit better in person, so I'll kind of wait till the weekend, because I'd imagine there'll be a lot of guys that have bought that today, so that'll be kicking about the weekend, no doubt, but but yeah, no, it's it's nice, and I, I personally would have had a more modern style, but with a twist in terms of going back. I like that concept when it people keep going about with the blue star you're on about, which has been floating about for months. I do like that. That that was nice, um, and they did give me the fear today, Rangers, when they tweeted that we will be playing a game in this top, and oh every <clears throat> top we bring out. I mean, Scotia, you <laughs> bought that legend strip, whatever it was, and. I've told you never to wear that top again. <laughs> I wore it to the Real Madrid game. Yeah, you wore it at that, and I'm sure you wore it to another game where I'm sure we went one down or something. We ended up winning anyway, but it broke the curse, to be honest. But gives me the fear when Rangers tweet things like that that we'll be wearing it in a, a game at some point because I think, shit, get your money in the other team. <laughs> See, it's one of these, because it's not got a sponsor on it, it's one of these ones where we can only probably wear it once or twice when we're actually playing competitive football because there'll be sponsorship deals to have with the sponsors and things like that. Um, Ryan, have you got any different thoughts, different opinions than the, the guys there? No, no, not really. My first thought was I wanted the Blue Star, even like just in the background of that shield 
Um, at first, I didn't like the the kind of RFC, but when I zoomed in, I realised it was the old, the old fashioned design of the RFC. So I, I really like it. Um, I'll put the cat amongst the pigeons here. I would have liked to have seen. I don't think we've made as big a deal as 150 years as we should have. I would like to have seen us play in a kit like this for the full season, the way Arsenal did mm-hmm. in their um, centenary year. They played in like a, a kind of like purple strip, I think it was, was their traditional strip. I would have liked to have seen us wear, and I'm not saying this one, but I would like to have seen us wear a special strip this season, all through the season. Uh, whether it was that white one or not, I don't know, but I would have liked to have seen that and just kind of made a statement of being like, this is 150 years, this is a strip we're wearing this season. Yeah, no, it's. Um, I would have preferred this to have been our third kit, um, to be honest. Um, I think it because we usually have a one of the three kits is usually a white sort of style kit, so I would have liked to have seen that. It is a wee bit in the steep sides and steep side in terms of cost, about seventy quid just about for that. So um, yeah, I've not I've not bought anything from um, the Ranger store apart from the home top this season. So that I think this will be my next purchase, and um, I'll need to wait and see because um, Castor are bombarding us with other stuff at the moment. I've seen the black yeah. the blackout. Selection came out earlier this week yeah. as well. I know. So just on something Ryan said there. Um, obviously, Ryan, I, I would agree with you, mate, that we just had a more traditional top, but I think the biggest problem is, and it's not a problem, it's the biggest obstacle in the way of that is the amount of the amount of bits of the jersey we are trying to sell to sponsorships. It's the amount of sponsorships we are bringing in and it's the model the Rangers are working on. Obviously, the gold writing and everything else on the top, yeah, but I'd have been 100% the same. And I think I've literally been sitting staring at a picture of Yanis Hadji wearing that top. And uh, I think it's the cast door that's putting me off. Genuinely, I think it's the cast door badge that puts me off. That should be white. If that's white, the buttons wouldn't look as out of place as they do. But because that's... And that's me being proper anal about it, to be completely honest. But if that cast all was white, then I think it would look much better. I think it's just the sponsorship that's kind of putting me off. But I, I agree with you, Ryan. I think we should have... We should have we should have had a strip where you were like, that's a special, special strip. That and I suppose that's what they're trying to do with us. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. And um, see with see with the buttons themselves, I've not really looked at it in a huge amount of detail. I, I really like it, to be honest. Probably more so than you guys do. Um, but are the buttons actually proper buttons or are they just kind of stuck on almost if you know what proper. I mean? I think they're proper. I've not I've not had a detailed look at it and I've obviously not been to the store today to have a look I think they're proper mate. as far as I, from what I can tell they look they look proper I say I've not seen I'm sure somebody will say in the comments mate when we put this up that they've probably got it And but I, I think it's going to be proper what I will say is the goalie top looks even better that's all I will say. I've I've not I've not seen the goalie top yet. Um, since you'll someone will need to send me that on WhatsApp or something. Right, so well, mate. <laughs> right. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right, no worries. Yeah. No. Very quickly in this one. Um, earlier this week, um, Rangers had announced that there was going to be a dinner with Nikita Jelovic and Sasa Papic. Now, the reason I bring this up is just to rub salt into the wounds of Ryan here. Uh, <laughs> did not pick Jelovic as one of his um, strikers in that Club 11s we done on Sunday. Um, unfortunately, I think it's now sold out when I was looking at it earlier this evening. 
So, <laughs> no much to discuss. But I thought it's just going to be just going to be Ryan sitting in a room cell with Yelovich, just pointing at me like you didn't pick me. Uh, you actually ruined the window, mate, because I was going to pick Marco Negri up front to slap for us on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought I'd bring it up because yeah, I just wanted to get more and Jamie's thoughts about um, his night out tomorrow with, with Brian Lerdrop. You, well, of course, you're looking forward to it, but just tell us how much. Um, well, it does. I know I made a joke at the beginning. It does feel like Christmas Eve. Like I am absolutely buzzing for this tomorrow. Obviously, we, it, it had been organised for 2019, and because of COVID, whatever, it's been delayed. But you got a you got a free night once the, it got delayed. You got a free night. It was Walter Smith and Ian Ferguson, so they gave you a free night. So it, it's worked out okay, but. I don't know how many times I've thought, what am I going to say to him? I've got his VIP tickets I've got. So I've thought, I was like, what, what am I going to say to him? I don't want to be like, oh, why are you so good, Brian? Something like <laughs> cliche like that. But what are you meant to say to Brian Loudrup when you actually meet him? Like, I genuinely don't know what to say to him. I'm, I'm going to be the way I was when I was 10. Um, but you still be getting pictures on the group chat tomorrow. In terms of that night you were talking that's been organised at Ibrooks. I recognise Sparpatch, I don't recognise the other guy's name. I've never heard of him before. But yes, I am very much, very much looking forward to tomorrow night. It should be a great evening and then Jamie Lowe is going as well. Right. I hope you both enjoy it. Um, right, I was going to go in a wee bit more detail on this, but I think we'll go quickly. Um, just give us your best that you've been to, Carney. What's your best speakers event with a Rangers player or... Oh, that's a tough one, mate. Um, the best speakers one I've been to. To be honest, I really like Clint Hill one. We went to the heart and hand. Um, I thought I thought he spoke brilliant, but probably Craig Mills one. Um, I think Craig Mills was a was a great night. Uh, he had some good stories to tell, um, and uh, I think we mentioned before he was an absolute gentleman. Um, the amount of pictures we get took with him, I just stood sp- speaking to him for way longer than I should have. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say the Craig Mills heart and hand night was a Particularly good one. And then Ali, yours. We went to one. It was at Bodwell Hotel. We went to Scotia. It was uh, Barry Ferguson. Eugene. Who else was there? Eugene Gerard. McCulloch and Gerard. McCulloch. That, that was a really good night. That one. But I would say the the one we went, Walter Smith for our pal. Uh, our pal Matt was the one. It was a pro golfer down at Helensburn. The night was actually for him and Walter Smith was um, the guest speaker. So it was quite an intimate night that night. And I, each table was allowed to ask the question and I was the, the speaker for our table. And I asked the question, what was your best European run? Was it the 92, 93 or was it the, the UEFA Cup run? And he basically says the UEFA Cup run was a fluke. <laughs> so um, <laughs> and we actually got a good... He got a good half hour or so afterwards. He was mingling at the bar and stuff, and you could talk to him just like a normal guy, to be honest, which was brilliant. But I would say that one, Scotia. Uh, no, I've been a fair few, and they are difficult to, to choose. The, the one in Bothwell was really good, but Smith's probably takes it. In fact, I'll go with the one we went to with Carlos Queller, because I ended up no, buying that picture, mm-hmm. and Ali had to kind of stop me, stop me, keep on putting my hand up to buy more and more stuff. So... <laughs> Yeah, we'll move on to the preview of another top of the table clash in the space of a fortnight um, game against Hearts on Saturday at Ibrox. And it'll actually be a wee, a rare wee Saturday where it's a full full card in the Scottish Premiership, which I can't remember the last time that's happened. 
So looking forward to it. Um, yeah, Hearts are sitting second, obviously. Uh, one point behind us. They've had three draws this season against County, Aberdeen and Hibs. They tend to play a kind of 3-4-3, 3-5-2 type formation. I think it's pretty similar to the way Scotland actually set up um, at times. But um, Hearts are looking really good this season. I mean, you know Gordon will start in goals, obviously. They've got a fairly solid centre. Three centre-backs with Suter, Halkett and um, Kingsley. Um, the wee boy Cochrane on the, the left-hand side, he's impressed me. Um, when I've seen him play, going to murder this name, that Beningy me. <laughs> in the centre of midfield. <laughs> no, that's about right, mate. That's a right. He's been really impressive what, and from when I've seen him this season, like the highlights of the Hearts games. And then, obviously, I think we Barry Mackay will make his first appearance back at Ibrox since he's left, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's going to be a really tough game. We do, Rangers just really need to be at it. So get your thoughts on it, Ryan. Um, what's your thoughts on the game? And give me your team and scores as well. My thoughts on the game are, I think it's, it should be three points for us. I don't, I'm not fearing Hearts. I do think they've started well, there's no doubt about that. Hibs have started well as well, but let's not respect these teams too much. We should be we should be beating Hearts convincingly, I think, on Saturday, if we're on it. Um, obviously, a couple of old faces getting back, like Barry Mackay and, and Andy Halliday, if he, if he gets a game... Um, I'll be interested to hear if Andy Halliday gets abuse from the Govan front because he got plenty of abuse when he played <laughs> in blue for the Govan front. So it'll be interesting if he gets abuse when he's playing with Hearts on, on Saturday. Nah, I'm not fearing Hearts. I had a wee thing in me about the Hibs game that I thought we're not playing well. Hibs are playing well. They'll come and have a go. They could possibly take something. I don't see it on Saturday. I think Rangers will win. And I think we've got a performance. I know we keep saying it. I do think we'll get a performance on Saturday. My team is McGregor, Tav right back, Goldson, Balligan, Borna, Davis centre mid, Kamara next to him, the man in the moment, Lundstrom, Alfie up top, Avibo to his right, and I think he'll go with Scott right to his left. And I'm going 3 0 Rangers, Alfie first goal scorer. Okay, um, I'm Carney. very cold. It's Saturday. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I just get that and go and play out, Carney. Have you got it prepared? No, I don't, mate. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a jukebox, mate. Right, no worries. What's go? Let's let's have your thoughts then, Carney. So yeah, um, Hearts have started well. Um, There's kind of no doubt about it, but. Again, she keep putting me after Ryan, and I keep agreeing with everything that Ryan's saying. I just don't think we should be really showing them too much respect. We could potentially put in a a statement performance here. Um, we've come up against arguably the, the 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 best three teams in the league so far this season. With Hearts coming up, I mean, um, that would be the best three. Obviously, you're right now. You're talking probably Hibs, Hearts, um, Hibs, Hearts, and Celtic. So. They're probably the best three in the league just now. Um, what you would think to have been the kind of best three. So we we put we get three points and put a better performance on Saturday. Then I think we send a message out to the the rest of the league that you're going to need to come. You're going to need to come chases. Um, but I, I feel the same. I think it will be 
it'll be good to see Andy Halliday coming back. He didn't really get his chance to say farewell or anything like that. So I'm, I would imagine he'll get a good reception no matter what if he gets a game that is. Barry McKay's died his hair with Jack Grealish, but it doesn't make him as good as Jack Grealish. Uh, so I'm not really intimidated by Barry McKay. He's hit a miss as well. We know Barry McKay from, from, used to play by. Sometimes he would be in fire and he would do things you, you were like, boy's a player. And then other times he was as good as a man down. Um, he really was. But... Uh, as I say, I, I'm feeling quite confident about it. I'm feeling quite good. I'm looking forward to a three o'clock game on a Saturday. Um, we're going to make a wee day of it. We're hopefully, we're all going to be able to meet up for a beer before it. Um, but fingers crossed everything works out that way. Maybe a couple of beers after it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And my team is exactly the same as Ryan's, with the only caveat of I'm not 100% sure he'll play Davis and Lundstrom in the same team. So, if he doesn't, it'll be a rebo. And I think he'll play Hadji Morelos and right up front. And Aribo in the midfield, and I'll go. I'll go two 0 Rangers, and I'll put Alfredo first goal scorer as well. Very nice. And then Ali, what's yours, or what's your thoughts as well? I'm the same as Ryan. It's, for some reason, Hearts don't seem to bother me, but Hibs do, and I don't know why. Because I think Hibs always give us a game, and I was speaking to a guy during the week. Um, one of my customers, he's a Hearts season ticket holder. And, he was saying they, they really fancy themselves coming to Ibrox this week, which is fair play. And they are, they're, they're going well, Hearts. What are they going to do, Hearts? That's what I was saying to him. Are they going to sit in? Are they going to play the way they've been playing? They have been playing more attacking football than what you would recognise, Hearts, from previous seasons. I did see Robbie Nielsen come out today and say Hearts are going to play their game and take it to Rangers. So it, that, hopefully, like as when Hibs come, should play in our hands and it. Could be a good game of football and quite open, but yeah, I mean it's not it's not been disrespectful to Hearts, but they just don't strike that fear into me that Hibs do. I mean it's not a fear Hibs strike into me, but you know what I mean. But um, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. They've got some good players. The, the boy um, Ben Woodburn for Liverpool looks all right. I think we were linked to him a couple of seasons ago on loan, so he's there. So the boy in the middle of the park, you says, I'm not going to say his name, but he <laughs> um, I can please see take the heat moving. off of me. Yeah, I can <laughs> see him moving for Hearts. But no, I mean, fair play to Hearts to be where they are at the moment. It's um, I've got nothing against Hearts. I don't mind Hearts on the other side of the city, but in, in Edinburgh, I mean. But um, yeah, they're due to get beat Hearts, and I think Rangers will be the team to beat them. And my team is different from your guys' team, so... Strap yourselves in here. It's um, McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic. I'm still Carney. I don't think Davis will play because he played quite a few games for Northern Ireland during the week. So I think Lundstrom will sit there with Kamara to the left. And I think Bakuna will come in the middle of the park. And then my front three is Morelos through the middle, Joe Rebo out in the right where he should be. And Sakala on the left. Oh God! Oh, I like that. Like, <laughs> I attacking. Right, and what's your score? Same as Ryan, three 0 I've I've thought it all week, three 0 I've said to they get the hearts. Season thing older. I was speaking to. I hope it's three 0 Rangers, and we're singing Andy Haldy song at three 0 That'd be brilliant. I, I checked. Just checked the bookies there as well, and we are overwhelming favourites. Right now, that's on Skybet. We are we are definitely favourites. So fingers crossed. What were you scoring? Yeah. yeah, my team I was just looking at it. I forgot Pakuna played for a uh, Curaco 
at the, over the break as well. Um, so I had him, him in my team, but now seeing that he was playing. Oh, did he play? There, I never knew he was playing. Yeah, he played. So um, now that he's there, I think my team is going to be the exact same as Carney's. <laughs> With Hadji Hadj in the middle and Rebo outright. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm going 2-1. I'm being a little bit more pessimistic God than you guys are. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Not when I'm hosting that. I need to be a wee bit more sensible. Although I'll probably put like a 5-0 win on at the bookies for a couple of quits. So. Yeah. Right, so then I think that'll do us for this evening. So, uh, Ryan, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to going to Highbrooks and getting a pint with you on Saturday. Um, just warning... Disclaimer is that I might not have showered because if I've got any scent of Brian Lowder upon me, I will not be washing it off for as long as I can. <laughs> okay, and Carney, thank you very much for your time. No bother. Thank you, Scotia. Uh, enjoy your night, Ryan. Uh, tomorrow night, mate. I'm really looking forward to seeing the pictures. I am jealous that I'm not going, mate. I'm going to be completely honest. I would absolutely love to meet um, Brian Loudrop, mate. I just hope you make an arse of it, mate, and you can tell me all about it on Saturday. <laughs> and finally, thank you, Alistair Pearson. Yeah, no, it's good to see you, Ryan, away to see to see God on Friday. So I know I hope him and Jamie enjoy that as well. And I'd imagine we might be a wee bit worse for wear on the Saturday when we meet up. So you'll need to get a couple of drinks in and get him sober up again uh, again. But uh hi, I'm looking forward to a three o'clock Saturday game. It's rare to have a three o'clock Saturday game and um a few drinks will add. So hi, let's go. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully Rangers get the win to keep keep us at the top of the table at the weekend. Um, I hope everyone that's going along has a good day. Everyone watching it in the pub enjoys themselves or at home as well. Um, so just thank you from us all here at Club at 22. If you want to like, share and subscribe anywhere you can, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. You're still on TikTok, Carney? Still on TikTok, mate. Still on TikTok. <laughs> I've, I've not downloaded that one yet, but yeah, if you, if you don't mind liking and sharing... In any of those channels, we'd much appreciate it. Um, so thanks, everyone, and we'll speak to you, I would imagine, after the game from a pub somewhere on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.